Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On your home for the best Ravens coverage, it's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. 105.7 The Fan. It was tough initially when I had to come in and sit with you guys last time and hang up the cleats hang up the pads, hang up the helmet. Like I said, I had great support from my family and from the organization. You know, they, they, they supported me right away. I was talking about the organization. They was like, I know you want to get right into coaching. Once you, get, uh, once you come right back up here and get to work. And I, and I did that. I, I learned what it took to be a coach in the National Football League, learned from a lot of great people. You know, just continue to work, 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 work. Fell in love with the game as a coach. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland in for Bob here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're going until 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. Right now we're getting you some news from the nest. We're hearing from new defensive coordinator Zach Orr, who was introduced to the media yesterday. That was Zach Orr talking about the last time that he sat in front of the media in the auditorium. And a, a, a full circle moment. For Zach, you yep. know, to play for this organization, have his career unf- unfortunately cut short, um, and to now be a 31-year-old signal caller for taking over the best defense in football from last year. Oh, I guess we're still in this year, but yeah, taking over the best defense in football from this season. Yeah, uh, to me, took a lot of guts from Harv's, yeah, but yeah. you know what? Other people thought he was ready because mm-hmm. otherwise he was going to be the coordinator yep. in Green Bay yep. or in Seattle. So um, you're probably better off keeping your – I mean, they know him extremely well. Right. So uh, Harbs is extremely comfortable with him, probably likes him a lot, and we'll work with him. Whatever whatever help he needs, he'll get. Yeah, and, and look, the comfortability thing is one thing. that They love to go in-house – if they can, but also it's the fact of look, we can't lose everybody, right? I mean, you 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 already lost your D line coach, your secondaries coach, your D yeah. coordinator. I mean, you can't lose them all. And Zach Orr, it's not. I, I don't look at Zach Orr as kind of like the consolation prize or anything like that. I don't know if he was their first choice, but I think he was still high enough on their list to where they they felt completely comfortable going to him. And he already has the player's ear. I I, I think. This will work out fine. Uh, let's hear more from Zach Orr as he talks about the process of him becoming the defensive coordinator. Monday, it was crazy. I even had a chance to process, you know, what happened uh, the day before. You know, I had conversations with Coach Harbaugh starting on Monday, you know, because we knew, we knew uh, what the possibility of things that could happen. 
uh, with, with the staff. So I was talking with him Monday, going through the interview process with him, as well as Tuesday. You know, it was, it was two days of real, real, de- real detailed conversations. Uh, talked to Green Bay on Monday, interviewed with them Wednesday. You know, Wednesday after the after the interview with Green Bay, had another conversation with Coach Harbaugh, and that's when things really started to pick up steam. Yeah, that sounds like I'm on my way out. Yeah. What can you do? Because I got another offer. Well, I'm guessing that Harbs, he knew that he was going to Green Bay on, mm. what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday? He said his last uh, interview with Green Bay was Wednesday. Wednesday. So Harbs was saying, okay, is this the guy that I want? Because Harbs met with him Monday mm-hmm. and, and figures, okay, I got Monday and Tuesday to figure out because all of a sudden all his guys got all these opportunities to go places. I found it a little funny. Uh, he went on to say that even though he had talked to Harbs Monday and Tuesday and then Wednesday, he's like, he, Harbs hit him up again. And it's just like, yeah, I got some more. He's like, man, what else can this dude ha- ha- possibly have for me? And I think that's just Harbs like trying to be 110% sure that this is the, because like you it's said, a it's a huge decision. gamble yes. to, to go on a guy that, let him forget his age. He hasn't been in this type of spot before. And when you're going from having the best defense in football and having the best defensive coordinator in football, you've got to be sure that whoever follows up behind that guy is, you know, at least on the right path. I'm not saying he has to be Mike McDonald or anything like that, but you have to, it has to look decent. <laughs> you know, it has to look something like what they are used to seeing. Well, look what he did with Mike. Mm-hmm. Sent him to exactly. Michigan to be a coordinator yep. for a year and then brought him back. You know, so he got that experience right. calling plays and, and stuff. You know, so that's what Zach doesn't have that. Nope. Zach's going to learn that whoever they play first game, preseason, yeah, he'll get a somewhat of a feel. But he's not going to have those guys on the field, you know. No. Who, so first game of the season, yeah, there's going to be growing pains. Mm-hmm. There's going to be growing pains. May have too many guys on the field at some point or whatever, but there's going to be growing pains. It's Vinny and Haney right here on 105.7 The Fan. We're getting you some news from the nest right now. We're playing some cuts from Zach Orr's introductory press conference from yesterday. Let's hear more from Zach Orr. I asked him what identity will his defense have. I want our defense to play together first and foremost, like 11 people playing as one. Let's start there. The next thing, I, I want to be violent very violent, physical. That's just the standard here, man. Everything we're going to do is going to be with uh, physicality and, and violence, all right? And then executing at a high level, executing in certain situations, executing all the time. The last thing I'll leave you with is just, I would say, organized chaos, man. Present a lot of problems to the offense. I would say basically, uh, you know, do what they did last yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, just ditto that and you'll be fine because they were. Play their ass, uh, you know, like they chase the ball, they mm-hmm. play hard, they do all those things. And I thought fundamentally, you know, second half, um, well, the whole Houston game in the second half of the KC game, fundamentally good, tackled well, and even got by with lesser secondary. You know, mm-hmm. you got a guy with a torn pack back there and stuff. So they they may do, um, you know. So I it. If he can just duplicate the things and then incorporate, you know, how I, I think some of the things Mike McDonald did was, or maybe it was the whole defensive staff, because you had three guys that left to be coordinators. Their schemes that they came up with were excellent. 
and their you know their adjustments excellent. So can they can they do that? And I tell you what, if you're the only job that he could have gotten, I think Cordell as a coordinator is um, Lafleur. He's been there for a little while, mm-hmm. you know, so he's got some credibility. Harb's got cre- to hire a 31 year old guy with no experience. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's a talk. I had to think about it myself, just putting myself in those shoes. He's younger than me, you yeah. know, and it's like, dude, to, to be on the sidelines calling, calling the shots on defense at this level. I mean, that's that's not small time. That's no. that's not small time. That's like at when, all. I, when I went to Notre Dame, Cordell. I was the youngest assistant ever in the history of the school. I was twenty five, mm. you know, when I went to Notre Dame, and then when I was in San Fran, I'm the director of player personnel. Like at 29 or 30 yeah. and we're going to the super you know we're winning all the time yeah i mean it's it, it's a lot to wrap your head around and i will say for i think some of the perks for zach Orr will be number one he doesn't have to come in and try to ramp his Invent guys up and you yeah. know they they already know what's expected he mentioned physicality and all that stuff that's stuff that's been that's a in Raven. raven's history yep. you know so they already know what what's being asked of them and he also started to go on to talk about being prepared and stuff like that and I, I, that's mike mcdonald right there mike mcdonald he's always prepared that that he talked about that a lot yeah. cordell he i didn't realize but did you know that he was 4.0 student at georgia mike, mike mcdonald, mcdonald. Yeah. i'm not surprised super by that. smart dude not surprised. you know and that was that was big with joe gibbs mm-hmm. man super smart and like when greg williams greg williams was he was like a four. He was a super smart guy. You just a little goofy, but yeah. <laughs> super smart, you know. And like when we had Ray Rhodes in San Fran, we won a Super Bowl. Ray mf'd everybody, he's, you know that kind of thing. And then when he left and became the head coach at Philly, then we had Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. Let's hear more from Zach. Or uh, he was asked if they'll change the defensive schemes or build on it. I mean, we definitely want to want to build build on that. Like that's that's a scheme that we helped build here for years. It's been it's been a scheme in making and kind of uh, going back to the point I made earlier. All those questions that you just asked, we would find out in the off season studies. You know, in the self scout studies of what we want to do and how we're going to build on it and and what we'll change up and how we can get better. Like I said, we're always looking to get better. I think that's why you've seen uh, great defenses here in the in the, in the past and. That's what we got to do to continue. You always got to look at yourself. Yeah. The, the thing I do like, Cordell, is I think hiring a linebacker coach, especially the inside linebacker coach, is a benefit because he has to work with the back end and the front mm-hmm. end. So I think that that's a big plus. And the other thing that, you know, he's he's been the linebacker coach and they got two all pros, right. you know. So, I mean, he can develop guys and he can make guys play good and stuff. So you got to like – that that his position guys were pretty damn good and the leader of the defense who is happens to be the middle linebacker Roquan Smith already ha- he he already has that respect for Zach Orr so they're going to he's already suit. anointed him exactly exactly so he's told the defense yep. listen I'm the leader of this defense we're good with this yeah coming up next here on Vinny and Haney we'll play a little buy or sell we'll check in on the stock market we'll bring in my guy quick draw see what's going on in the world of sports next here on the fan.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Haney. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for the Bobster. I'll be here for Bob tomorrow as well. Here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're going until 2 o'clock on this Woman Crush Wednesday. We're playing a little by yourself. Vinny, what's the stock market looking like? Yeah, we're looking good today, Cordell. The Dow's up 151. The S&P's up 37. NASDAQ's up 130. DraftKings up 24 cents. Under Armour's down 13 cents. Otherwise... You know, um, S&P 500 hit record high with earnings. You know, so, yeah, there's some good stuff going on. Well, as always, Buy or Sell is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, and we'll start here with the Warriors in the NBA. They've been going through some lineup changes this season and uh, maybe a little frustration brewing for mm-hmm. one of their star players, Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. He was not on the floor in the closing minutes of Monday night's game against the Nets. That's the second time this has happened in the span of three games. Afterwards, he was pretty candid in telling the media how he feels about it, but uh, remained pretty professional, said that he understands even if uh, he doesn't necessarily agree with it or finds it easy. Steve Kerr stood by the decision, uh, called Thompson's season an up-and-down one at that, but Cordell Byersell, a turnaround for Thompson, is the difference between the Warriors making the playoffs or not. Oh, I'll buy that. I mean, Steph can't do it by himself. And the young guys, they're doing as much as they can, but Clay's got to be better. I don't, it just seems like a weird situation between him and the Warriors right now. This is what happens when you have a guy who has accomplished what Clay has accomplished, accomplished to this point in his career. And he gets to this point where he's not as good anymore. And you still want to give him that respect, but also want to try to win games. And Brian Windhorst said that they're not trading him. I don't know what their plans are going to be with Clay, but it seems like Steve Kerr doesn't even know what to do with him. 
Over in the NFL, Jared Goff revitalized his career in Detroit, has been welcomed by that fan base with open arms for leading them to the NFC Championship game. And that kind of career turnaround, it's coming at a perfect time for him as he's set to enter the final year of his current contract in 2024. All indications are that the Lions want to get a deal done this summer. Will Goff reciprocate, though? By herself, Vinny, Goff will bet on himself, go for one more playoff run to secure an even bigger payday. I I, I mean, if I was his agent, I'd advise, let's cut a deal. I mean, you're happy. You know, things are great here. They love you here. The fans love Why would you want to go anywhere else? Mm-hmm. You know, so I would, I would, if I'm him, I'm doing a deal. And I don't have to break the bank. I got a ton of money. Let me just get a good deal and let's move forward. Well, uh, more here in the NBA as the trade deadline is looming tomorrow. Everyone waiting to see what the Hawks will do with DeJounte Murray. Uh, the pairing of him and Trey Young never really panned out there in Atlanta. So expectations are that they are going to try to flip him. But to what team, that remains a question. The Lakers and the Jazz have been the reported interested parties. Go ahead and ignore the Lakers because right. they have their name attached to every exactly. trade rumor. But the Jazz, a little more interesting because they've been known for sending talent away rather than acquiring it, at least in recent <coughs> years. So, Cordell, are you buying or selling that Murray would be an ideal fit for them? Oh, I would buy that. I, I do think he's a good fit. I mean, he's the type of guard that they like. They want the big, linky guards that can uh, handle the ball, score, but he's also, you know, he can help them defend, and defending is a big part of what the Jazz like to do. So, yeah, I, I could definitely buy that. He'd, you know, be nice alongside uh, Jordan Clarkson and those guys out there. So, I'll buy it, but I, I, don't, I don't know if it'll happen. I feel like Atlanta's been kind of dangling him out there for, the, for trades since last year, and it just hasn't happened yet. Well, back in the NFL, the Cowboys, they've got to replace Dan Quinn at defensive coordinator, and uh, some have theorized that filling that role could be harder than usual. Mike McCarthy maybe being viewed here as a, a lame duck coach in some ways, which uh, you would ask yourself, why would a candidate choose to join his staff knowing that they could likely be out of a job a year from now if McCarthy is also on his way out. Jerry Jones, he disputed this when asked about it in an interview and asked simply, why wouldn't anyone want to join the Cowboys organization as defensive coordinator? He also cited the fact that Quinn landed a head coaching gig as incentive to join the staff. But Vinny Byersell, the Cowboys DC job, not as attractive as Jones thinks it is. Uh, I'll sell that. I think it is pretty attractive, you know, because you get Diggs back and then the other kid, Brandy, or what, you know, I mean, he had a ton of interceptions. They just need to get their inside linebackers healthy and get a, a big defensive tackle in there because they couldn't stop the run. That was the biggest problem. Couldn't stop the run. Now, um, and there looks like they're interview. all the guys they're interviewing right now are in their 60s. You know, and I could see Rex fitting in there. I think Rex's personality and his cockiness and mm-hmm. brashness, I think that would be good for the Michael Pars- Micah Parsons and stuff of those guys. Well, how long was his uh, his brother, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Rob yeah, was Rob, there for, Rob was uh, there for, for what felt like forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Rob Rob's not Rex. Rob's mm-hmm. got, you know, Rex has got uh, uh, personality, and I think, you know, he, he knows how to handle everything 
better. And he'll be great uh, on those Thursday uh, conferences oh, with sure. the media. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll close here also in the NFL where Le'Veon Bell has inserted <laughs> himself into the media cycle yeah. at the perfect time. Uh, tweeted that he has interest in returning to the field next season, but uh, also insinuated that the Steelers would be the only place that he wants to play. Many immediately laughed this off, considering his drastic drop-off in production since leaving Pittsburgh, and also the fact that you know he hasn't played in the regular season for two years now. But one former teammate, Cam Hayward, he welcomed it on his podcast, said, quote, we'd love to have him. Uh, said that he could be of value to the Pittsburgh organization, but Cordell buy or sell the front office doesn't share Hayward's enthusiasm. Uh, I'll buy that. Yeah, uh, I mean, why would they? This dude, Le'Veon, honestly, he he broke up the band. Yep. You know, he he broke up the band between he, Big Ben, and AB. I mean, and really the way his career went after that, on and off the field, was just drastic. I mean. We already see how the NFL views running backs right now. Le'Veon, who wasn't very good the last time we saw him, and then he takes years off. He gets in the boxing ring. He gets knocked out. We think he's going to come back on the football field and somehow be better? Come on. Pittsburgh already has running back issues right now. Jalen Warren, I'm pretty sure, is going to be better than anything uh, that that, uh, he could give them. So, yeah, I'm – I'm right there with them. I don't. I don't think that the front office is going Plus, to. Plus, Hayward's like about that. done too. Yeah, I mean, he's on his way out. He's going to yeah. be joining them in the gym. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, he wants his guy in the building as he's on his way out. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll get back to the NFL talk. Uh, Josh DeBow, he covers the NFL. He covers the San Francisco 49ers for the Associated Press. Of course, the Niners are one of the two teams left remaining as they will take on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl on Sunday in Las Vegas. We'll talk to Josh next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Next here on The Fan. The latest sports news and your place to talk about it. Always. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 1057 The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for the Bobster. Still with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're going until 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. Joining us now via the WGK Law guest hotline. We've got Josh Dubow from the AP. He covers the San Francisco 49ers. And, of course, the Niners are representing the the NFC in this year's Super Bowl rematch of 2019 Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. What's going on, Josh? How are you guys doing? Good. Not bad. Not bad at all. So, 
This uh, this Niners team, look, all year I felt like the Niners were the best team in the NFC at various points. I thought they were the best team in football. The, the playoffs were a little rockier than I expected it to be for the Niners, just in terms of the ebbs and flows of the game. But what do you make of the the Niners' year to this point to to be able to get back to the Super Bowl? It's been kind of a weird year for them. You know, they were so dominant the first five weeks. They had the, the little lull in October and they had a couple injuries and you know lose three in a row and then come back out of the bye and dominate again right through the Philadelphia game. But since the Philadelphia game, they they really haven't played great. You know, they beat Arizona, Seattle the next two weeks. Had the loss to the Ravens that you guys remember well, and then you know they played okay, and and then rest of the guys in week 18 and the playoffs, you know, it's definitely not been at their best. So it's been a while since they've been the peak Niners. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see if they can get that back on Sunday. Hey, Josh, are, are you in Vegas? Yep. Is, is, I am. I am here. Is there really issues with the turf there or is it just all BS? Well, today's their first practice. So we'll find, I guess we'll, we'll learn more from them after they practice. They had the walkthrough on Monday. Um, I said it was a little soft. I, I can't imagine it's really going to be that big a deal. They said it's getting better each day, and they'll practice this afternoon. Um, and they are going to practice there. They aren't changing their schedule. They aren't trying to move to to the Raiders facility and pick a different time or anything right now. I guess if the practice, they go off, they go on the field, and they feel it's awful during the practice, and maybe they can try to adjust for the next two days. But I think, uh, you know, I think it's probably uh, not that big an issue. Hey Josh, let me ask you this: What your opinion of Chase Young? You know, um, how's he been? Because it, it seems like he's getting kind of demoted or getting less time. Yeah, well, in some ways, he's getting more. The he's getting exposed a little bit. But once Cleveland Farrell got hurt in Week 18, and he was their base, their base end, and was really good setting the edge against the run and, and really helping there. Once he got hurt. Um, Chase has had to sort of, you know, come in and be the starter and be in those base packages and struggle. And he's struggled in that. They've uh, teams have run the ball, especially you know around the edges against him. Um, and you know they've moved Eric Armstead out there a little bit um, from tackle to end sometimes um, on the base downs to to get Chase out of there. Um, and it hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't really been the player like, that they were hoping they were getting. Um, you know, it's been interesting. You know, he's. You know, he's had some flashes on the pass rushing, but the, the run defense has really been a, a big issue with him. What are you expecting from Casey? I guess, how do you expect to get pressure on Mahomes? The Ravens got a couple sacks. They blitzed the heck out of him in the second half and pressured him because he doesn't take sacks. You know, he, he prefers to throw the ball away. And then how are they going to take care of Kelsey? Because Kyle Hamilton, you know, actually played him pretty well. But, I mean, they just, if you watch the film, they just dinked and dunked to Kelsey a bunch early on. Yeah, I think if, if they're going to get pressure on Mahomes, it's it's going to be a lot of uh, it's going to be a lot of Nick Bosa. You know, they don't. It's not a big blitzing team. Um, you know, they'll send pressure a little bit, but it's not a big pressure. They prefer to to rush four, maybe five. Um, so you know, I think they they feel good about the matchups with Bosa against the tackles. Um, you know, I think Javon Hargrave you know, could definitely get get some pressure on the inside, um, especially with uh, with Dooney probably out. Um, you know, Armstead has been was hurt late in the season and has been playing, you know, starting to play well when he comes back, he, he can definitely get some pressure on the inside, but you know, I don't think you're going to sack Mahomes. You know, he just doesn't take sacks as you know. Um, you know, so you want to make him uncomfortable, but in terms of sacking him, that's probably going to be, you know, pretty difficult. And then in terms of Kelsey, you know, they do have, you know, they don't have a guy like Kyle Hamilton. They do have the linebackers with Greenlaw and Warner who are really great in coverage. Um, but, you know, it's guarding Kelsey. It, it, it's 
it's definitely a challenge for anyone. <laughs> yeah. The way he's playing right now. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if there's any, you know, I think, you know, I, I think you want to limit, you know, if he's dumping it off to Kelsey on the short stuff and you tackle him and you, you can, you know, live to fight another down. Um, and sort of limit his production and, you know, hope that Charverius Ward can lock out his side of the field. You know, I think the bigger issue defensively is going to be the other cornerback. Yeah. Ambry Thomas has struggled a little bit. I think uh, the Chiefs will probably try to take some deep shots with uh, MVS against him and hopefully either for interference or a big play here or there. You know, they don't need many, you know, they get one or two of those, you know, that can be enough, you know, that can key a drive and, and be enough for them. We're talking to Josh Dubow, who joins us via the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Is Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. And, Josh, a lot of people have things to say uh, about the Niners quarterback, Brock Purdy. Some people love him. Some people don't think he's as good as people make him out to be. And I think this year we got, you know, different variations of Brock Purdy. I thought last year he, he pretty much was flawless up until he gets hurt in that NFC Championship game this year. You got to see some other sides of Brock Purdy. Which Brock Purdy are we are we going to see come Sunday? You know, I, I think Brock's good. You know, I think the and some people have gotten a little over their skis with you know, you know, you know I think part of it is the production was so high. He gets into the MVP conversation. He's a finalist for the MVP. You know, I think, you know that's a little. That's probably a little. He's not on the level of those top quarterbacks. Um, but you know, I think he, he's definitely you know, well above what they had before with, with Garoppolo. He definitely elevated this offense. He, he's, a, he's a very good quarterback. He does, you know, he runs the offense the way Shanahan wants, and then he also has the ability to, as you saw, especially against the Lions, and he, he can, you know, when things break down, he, he can make a play, whether it's scrambling to run or scrambling to throw, which is a few, did both of them a few times against the Lions. I think that's the biggest difference in how he's elevated the offense is just when the plays aren't there, he can still have a chance to make something, and he's a lot better throwing the ball deep downfield than, than Garoppolo was. And I think that's the biggest improvement for the Niners in their offensive end. Hey, Josh, I think the biggest advantage that the Chiefs have over the Niners, I mean, in 94 when we won the Super Bowl, we had a rookie kicker, Doug Bryan, and never had to make a kick the whole year that mattered. Moody's missed a couple game winners, you know, so if it comes down to, you know, how much confidence do you have in Moody to go win the game for him? Yeah, I think it's a big question. You know, I, you know, Butker is proven in the Super Bowl. He's been one of the better clutch kickers. I think he did miss one last year, but for the most part, you know, he, he's been very solid in the postseason. Moody's missed four kicks in the last three games. He missed a field goal in both the playoff games. He missed a field goal and an extra point in Week 18. Um, you know, he played here in the preseason. His first preseason game was here at Legion Stadium, and he missed two field goals. Um, he did go four for four on field goals here in the Shrine game a year ago. So. If that uh, maybe gives you some confidence, give a couple fifty yards in the stadium. But uh, you know, I think, I think it's definitely a concern. You know, I don't think Niner fans or and I'm not sure Niner Court will be overly. You know, if they're driving down and need a field goal to tie or win the game late, um, I think there will definitely be some nerves about that one. I think there's you know definitely some questions. I think the positive is is he did miss his kicks early the last two round, the last two playoff games, and came back and, and made them. It didn't you know send them into a spiral or anything, but it's definitely an issue. You know that. Being a rookie kicker is tough enough, and then to just pop in on this stage, you know, Butker's been here yep. in in this game, in the stage a few times. To do that, and you come in, if your confidence is shaken at all, like, to be on the stage could definitely be, be an issue. You know, I, I think the Niners are hoping to get touchdowns um, and not have to rely on, on the field goals. 
Josh, it's only a couple of players in the NFL that I, I, I can watch and I feel like I know exactly what I'm going to get from those guys. Patrick Mahomes, he's one of them. Travis Kelsey, he's one of them. Christian McCaffrey is definitely one of those guys for me, especially at a position that the league tries to make it seem like it isn't as important as it is anymore. Everybody here in Baltimore is, so, is still pissed off at the Ravens for not running the ball against Kansas City. I don't think that'll be an issue for the Niners because of Christian McCaffrey. Could he end up having a bigger impact on this game than some of the other stars that'll be, that'll be on the field? Yeah, it's definitely possible. You know, their games, you know, it seems like with the Niners, like you never know which guy is going to be the mm-hmm. big receiver in the game. Some weeks it's Debo, some weeks it's Kittle, some weeks it's Ayuk. And a lot of it, you know, could just be circumstance or how the defense is, is playing them or just, you know, just, just, just how things turn out. But McCaffrey's the constant. Um, you know, what, you know, if you try to take away the run, you know, they can still use him in the past game. He's going to get his touches. He's going to get 20-plus touches. He's, you know, based on his career in the playoffs, he's probably going to get close to 100 yards or more, and he's going to get scores a touchdown every time he's in the playoffs. He's as consistent as they can be. He can, you know, he can beat you running through the t- between the tackles. He can beat you running outside. He can beat you in the pass game. There's really nothing that you want a running back to do that he can't do. Um, and I think there's a good chance that, yeah, if, if, if they win, it's very good chances to get the Christian McCaffrey. Hey, Josh, you know what's pretty cool? Like, in 94, Mike Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Ed McCaffrey was a receiver. Now yeah. their two kids, you know, are in the – how much involvement – because I saw after the game last time, Mike's got his notebook and everything. How much involved is Mike? He Yeah, he's around a lot, especially during training camp. You, you see him around at training camp practices all the time. And he's, you know, he's definitely around. Like, he – you know, he's – Still watching film, and you know, he's not overbearing, but he's playing around. And um, you know, Kyle, Kyle does lean on him. Just yesterday, he called him the best coach he's ever been around, and you know, basically learned everything about coaching from him. Um, so yeah, no, it, it, it's a great story with the, the father-son angle with with Christian and Kyle and and Eddie Mike. Yeah, it's definitely a pretty good story. Josh, really appreciate your time, man. Enjoy Vegas for all of us out here. <laughs> Enjoy Vegas. Enjoy the game. Uh, we'll talk again down the line. Yeah, yeah no problem, guys. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll hear from some of the players that will be playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Patrick Mahomes, I saw some clips from him. All of these guys are talking as uh, the press week and, and the media What's availabilities. Taylor talking? Uh, Probably never. If, if it's up to her, if it's up to her, it's never. Now, if it's up to the NFL, it's, it's a totally different situation. But we'll hear what they're talking about out in Vegas for the Super Bowl next year on the fan. At the stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the left, dear, one serves from the left. Whatever's gotten into you, Campania? Haney, post up in the bleachers. You're all garbage. The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 105.7 The Fan. Great guy, great football coach. His dad was a great football coach likewise, so he grew up around it. Heck of a feel for the game. Um, There's a a reason why they're here, and he's a big part of that. Vinny and Haney back here on this Woman Crush Wednesday on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Bob Haney here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw. He's behind the glass. We're going until 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. Coming up at 1 o'clock, uh, Evan Washburn, he'll join us. Evan does stuff for CBS. He does things, I think, for the Ravens as well uh, during preseason and throughout the year. So we'll talk Super Bowl and Ravens possibly with him 
as well. But you just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid there talking about the Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, it's tough to talk about Kyle without mentioning his dad. And uh, Andy just, you know, obviously mentioning that that Kyle's brought up in the, the in football. His dad did it. He, he's been around the game and it shows when he's on the sideline. Yeah. Um, Andy. Well, Kyle, the, th- the thing with Kyle is, um, Cordell, I go back long ways. I- I'm guessing Kyle was in 90. Mike came in 93. So I, how old is Kyle now? 41 or something like that? Younger. I mean, younger than most of the coaches. Uh, 44. I, 44. So how, would, how old would he have been in 93? 93, 03, 13, 23, 30-something, 31 years ago. He'd been like 12. So that's, I met Kyle when he was 12, you know, and then I was, and then when Mike went to Denver, you know, I was, I stayed at their house a lot. And then when Cordell, I don't know if you know this, when we, Dan and I went to LA and we interviewed Mike Shanahan for the Redskin job and Kyle was a GA at UCLA Mm -hmm. and uh, Mike asked if Kyle could come over, you know, so he could see his dad and we were at Beverly Hills. Hill or Beverly, I don't know. We had this nice suite there, um, one of those fancy schmancy places. Mm-hmm. So Kyle came over and Dan says to him while we're sitting there, he says, "Kyle, you want to sit? You know, because Mike was sitting on the couch, I was sitting in a chair, and Dan was in a chair, just basically listening." And Dan says, "Kyle, why don't you sit there with your dad? You know." So that was uh, Kyle was a GA at UCLA. That was his first head coaching interview. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when when Mike left, I wanted to keep Kyle, but I knew they were, you know, joined at the hip, so oh, yeah. it, it, it couldn't. Uh, and then the other thing, that. when when I was in San Fran, when George Seifert left, Mariucci came in, and at that time you had to put in, you know, a request, and Andy Reid was the tight end coach for the Packers. Martin Morningwoods was the OC. We put in a request for Andy Reid to be the offensive coordinator. They denied it, and they allowed us to take Marty Morningwig. The way the league works. Let's yeah. hear. Let's hear from Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs' quarterback. Here's Patrick Mahomes talking about the quarterback that'll be on the other sideline, Brock Purdy. He, he's done a great job in these last two years that he's played. Um, I haven't got to play him yet, um, but he he's do, he does a great job extending plays. He does a great job making the throws, um, and he's a winner. I mean, I saw that. I didn't play him at, when he was at Iowa State, but when he was at Iowa State playing against my Red Raiders, um, he was winning, and I mean, he's always been a winner, and that's what it takes in this league. It's not always flashy plays. Can you go out there and win? And uh, he, he does both the flashy and he wins football games. I think people get so caught up in trying to – figure out how good Brock Purdy is. And people wanted to be known that he's not as gifted as the Mahomes is the Lamars, the Allens. And I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't think anybody is sitting here saying that Brock Purdy individually is as talented as those guys. But I think people kind of take for granted what he does bring. You heard Mahomes say it there. Number one, he's a winner. Yep. Um, He's extending plays. He's making accurate throws for the most part. Uh, he he knows where to go with the football. He doesn't hold them back. And this notion that you can put anybody in that offense and it looks like this, I completely disagree because he, I mean, just from the difference between he and Garoppolo is night and day. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, and, and Purdy is, 
I mean, he's smart. He's athletic. He's accurate. He gets the ball out extremely quick. He's got great anticipation. And Cordell, they said that um, he was the next quarterback up to go to the Senior Bowl. And if he would have went to the Senior Bowl, Kyle Shanahan had a fourth-round grade on him. That's why they took him. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have got drafted if he would have gone to the Senior Bowl. So it kind of worked out for the Niners. Because, Cordell, just look at if they didn't ha- if Purdy wasn't Purdy, you know, and they still had Trey Lance. They're not going to be probably where they're at right, right now. And are people getting fired and stuff because of because of that pick? Because they gave up so much? They lucked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely did. Because we'd be having a totally different conversation about them as an organization. Oh, no doubt. If Brock Purdy doesn't come And all along. these guys wouldn't right. be getting GM no. jobs, no. you know, because they all screwed it up. It's amazing how people forget your mistakes when you, you know, you make up for it. Winning solves all. It does. Yes, it does. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll bring in Evan uh, Evan Washburn, who's a, a reporter for CBS Sports, also does some work for the Ravens as well. We'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl, the NFL, and the Ravens next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 